You're listening to a podcast made the Johnsonville way. about like, i don't know <laughs> you could just take the clip of us talking about we could we could but we need to have a place to start <laughs> you know. oh so. hey joe <laughs> hey that cassette tape was pretty legit conversation, it was a good con- I bet there's <laughs> a lot of people out there like that I, could relate I to us exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> all right with that uh welcome to another episode of off the clock a podcast made the johnson away i am one of your hosts jeff or and with me in the studio i have joe horsemeyer how are you doing joe well good. how about yourself pretty good pretty good. pretty good yeah <laughs> Uh, it was a little snowy out there today. Mm. I wanted to either just like snow all the way, like I want a <laughs> foot or two, <laughs> yeah, or just not at all. Mean. Like I, I hate exactly the little bit. Oh, yep. It's like a teaser. And every time the the weather people are like, "Yeah, it's gonna be really bad," and then just a huge letdown. Like my kids are upset. They want they don't want school. You yeah, know, all that stuff. I know. Yeah, I I want a shovel. Oh, is my that my favorite what, thing? Really? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> you really have me going there for a second. <laughs> Enough about the weather. Uh, (laughs) Also in the studio, we have May Zhang. How are you doing, May? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Good, good. (laughs) So, May, uh, why don't you start us off with uh, your Johnsonville story? Yeah. So I've been with Johnsonville for about a little over six years. Um, Started off as an intern uh, covering somebody for that was going on maternity leave and then ended up um, staying staying on after. Um, she came back from maternity leave and been at Johnsonville ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So you were like a part-time deal that all yeah. turned into full-time. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It was part-time and it was temporary. Yeah, so. yeah. You must have impressed them. They were like, we got to keep her. Yeah. Maybe, I hey, guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You can talk yourself yeah, up. Yeah, it's going to make <laughs> you feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a temporary position and then it finally went like permanent, I think, a year later. So mm-hmm. I did it for like a whole year. Right. Um and then I was like, yeah, I'll stay on permanently part, you know, part time. But then the member that I was covering for, she actually went into a different role. So then I moved on to oh, her, nice. to her yeah, role. Yeah. So it okay. kind of worked out. Yeah. Well, what good. department have you been in or were you in? Or? Yeah. So I work for um, the international supply chain um, okay. department. Uh, yeah. I currently handle Canada exports. And I just recently took on Australia um, as we were expanding in the EU. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Johnsonville Sauce Products really go all over the world which is so much fun yeah. and you help coordinate that yeah Woo-hoo. i handle all the logistics behind it so yeah mm. <laughs> wow and what do you like about your job then so what i like about my job is i like being the solution provider i'm the person that they go to for everything right so i'm the one that handles you know anything from order entry all the way down to you know getting the product in country so it's and they reach out to me for everything like hey we have a shortage find out the reason you know and i it's my job to um figure out a solution how to you know make up for that shortage and and whatnot so hmm. so that's the customer contacting you then yes okay. so because i canada is we're the only country that we have like direct customers contacting us okay um so i work with all my customers directly nice where the other countries they don't so okay. they work with the sales team all right mm-hmm. So more broad, what is your favorite part about working at Johnsonville in general? 
So what I love about Johnsonville is I love the corporate culture. I love the fact that, um, you know, you don't really have to dress nice to impress anybody. Wow, <laughs> you okay, know, okay. Uh, that's a big thing for me, you know, being able to wear jeans. Um, and I really like how everybody's just really, really friendly. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. I, that's a new one. I had not. We have not gotten that one yet. The, the yeah. corporate culture bit. I mean, and now I grew it, she up, makes a good point. A though. great yes, point. Yes. I grew up at Johnsonville basically from 21 on. And I've never known a company where you had to dress like to the nine mm-hmm. to come to work. Yeah. You know? So I, I remember. Oh I, so oh for, for time wise reasons, uh, I, two days ago, I started as a training specialist at Riverside. And one of the first things my family was like, are you going to cut your beard? Are you going to have to start wet <laughs> dressing different? I'm like, no, I jeans and hoodie is what I, what I'm going to stick with. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I, they were like, you really, you should. And I'm like, no, this is who I am. And I like that Johnsville, you know, accepts yeah, me who I am. Though. Yeah. I, maybe your beard should. Maybe, <laughs> may, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with the beard. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I Joe's also just have mad. a beard. So Joe's mad he can't grow a beard this long. I think oh, is what it is. <laughs> have you I tried? Have grown it. I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, As a matter of fact, it was yes. what three, four years ago now. Yeah, right? I remember you had quite, quite the long beard. Yeah. It was not. My wife did not like it. I don't think my wife. She was. It she was very respectful about it, but she was. The day it came off, she was like, "Oh, yeah." You know. Yeah. So she loved it. Yeah. I I wouldn't want a beard. So. <laughs> 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 can't really like you know talk on that whether I like a beard or not <laughs> I have no comment for that I, I am not sure not see that um may have you thought I, about having a beard before no absolutely no. Okay. not right. no wow. it sounds like you kind of had thought about it at a no. previous point in your life no, like I don't okay. know if you guys know but like Asians because I'm, I'm Asian right so <laughs> okay. they don't no. grow a lot of facial hair you know okay. in general yeah in general Got so it. like my dad has been trying to grow a beard ever since I was born I believe it's it, nothing yeah man. nothing yeah is he okay with that yeah okay I think he's okay with it but he thinks he has a beard it's like not really a beard, you know? Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. okay. I guess I didn't think about it that way. but uh, May, I, just my personal opinion, but I, you know, I think that what you got going for you is working really well. So I don't think you need to put a beard on just so you know. Okay. You know, yeah. the other thing too is they make like fake ones. You could try wearing it around. Oh my gosh. And yeah. just kind of see how it feels. <laughs> the and then you can make a judgment drops, call. Just going to work with yeah. the beard and Be see what happens. Huge promotional. Like, uh, why no. are you wearing the beard? No. You'll have to listen to the podcast. You know, and podcast. it's like, you know what, John when you have to wear that those uh hair nets yeah. it goes into your face i'm like i don't even have a beard i can't believe i'm wearing know, this thing <laughs> yeah that was a couple of years ago that the yeah. hoods came out yeah that, you uh, and every other non-bearded person out there probably yeah. feels the same way yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well yeah. food safety it's a big deal yes so we're just trying to do right by our customers absolutely yep <laughs> Okay, May, thank you so much for your on-the-clock story. Now let's shift to your off-the-clock story. Now, yesterday, you and I, we had the chance to sit down, do a little little pre-episode, yep. um, which I think I'm going to start doing more often. I'm really <laughs> glad you asked for that. Um, but my goodness, in the 20 minutes that we talked, I learned a boatload about the Hmong culture, about the history of the Hmong within our the Sheboygan area, and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So your off-the-clock story is literally the work that you've done within the, the Hmong community. So where would you like to start in that? 
Yeah. So I guess I could start with, you know, Sheboygan being, you know, I would say not the top the city with the most Hmong population, but uh-huh. I would probably rate it probably number four. Interesting. In <laughs> uh, America? No, in, in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, in Wisconsin. In America, it's uh, Minnesota. So Is it really? Yeah, the wow. Twin Cities. Okay. So it's... Uh, I would not have guessed that. The, there's a lot of Hmong... Um, that among is there and um they even have like a Hmong village you know mm. and stuff like that okay um but here here in wisconsin would i would say milwaukee mm-hmm. um would be the first and then Walsall would be like second and then wow. sheboygan and i would say sheboygan or manitowoc because manitowoc has a lot too so yeah yeah, yeah. Sheboygan and Manitowoc eventually, I don't know, I think they're, they're just like neighbors. They also one, like, yeah, you know, become, but, they could yeah. just become one if uh-huh. they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So, well, like yesterday you said that, um, what, what's the, the, the Hmong community center? Is that what it, where oh, it was? Yes. Yeah. Um, that you were doing a lot of your work in uh, mm-hmm. for about five years, right? Yep. Okay. So, and then, yeah. sorry. You, oh yeah. You, no, go, you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I worked at the Hmong community center, also known as the Hmong association. Okay. Um, they, what they do is they do a lot of community involvement. They first originated like in the early, uh, I would say nineties, nineteen nineties, because there was a lot of Hmong refugees that were coming in and um, they didn't really speak the language and they needed assistance. So what the uh, Hmong Association did was they helped um, provide services to these Hmong families, get them like um, enrolled in school and get them, you know, the proper like housing and whatnot, um, and there and. They had a lot of things. They were pretty popular back back then, but now is not as much. But we're trying to bring it back. Okay. Um, however, I worked there for five years, and I what what I did there is I was an office manager there. Um, I also managed um, the the projects there, which was one of the classes was um, a naturalization class, which like a lot of the some of the you know the Hmong people that live here in Sheboygan they're not citizens, oh. so they we were prepping them for this for their naturalization. Okay. Um, so I would teach the class. So I, I kind of know my, my, you know, my civics pretty good. Yeah. My American civic, your government stuff. So I could probably go through a class. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, those tests are not easy. No, like, it's not. Yeah. <clears throat> it, I'm surprised. I think like a lot of people should take that class and know a lot of that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was teaching that class, pe- prepared a lot of the Hmong families or the, you know, Hmong individuals that wanted to become a citizen. Mm-hmm. And then they will go get their, you know, take the tests in Milwaukee and then in, um, that's what I did there, and also like how um, we we did a lot of um, we had like the Hmong New Year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what the Hmong New Year is. Not too much about. I learned a, more about it this year because we celebrated it. Yeah, actually, yeah, at Johnsonville, and so that was really good that Johnsonville did that. I was yeah. uh, I was really happy to see that this year. Um, but the Hmong New Year is, happens every year um, during November, like uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, it's a big event where. The Hmong community gets together. They see like dances, Hmong dances being performed, singing, and the pageant, uh, a Hmong pageant, okay. which my daughter was actually awarded the um, Miss Hmong Sheboygan this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. That is amazing. That's great. So yeah. this is the first year that they actually allowed English um, to be spoken for the pageant. Um, Interesting. Unfortunately, my, my daughter does not speak Hmong, um, oh. but okay. they allowed her to do you know speak English, and then she um, she won it as, you know, as... <clears throat> Some the first contestant that was like the youngest, which is uh, she was sub, she was seventeen. So wow, yeah, wow. yeah. Congrats. Um, so that's that's what they do there. They we'd also like do a lot of um, ball tossing. It's kind of like it's it's isn't it a, isn't a dating thing? Yes, right? yeah. Yes. So in, no high, in high school, I, I I went to a school and there was a very large Hmong population, and they were explaining this to me. 
So the way I understand it is there's a giant like festival or a bunch of people and then like they they toss balls back and forth to each other. Yeah. Like if you <laughs> like that person and then yeah. like I'm not sure how it all works, but I was like. Like that's how it works. That's how easy it is. Like, you telling me that you just play catch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like as a as a you know, uh, I, uh, <laughs> we've complicated this so much. <laughs> I just want to play catch with someone. Yeah. And like, but like you know, because in in the culture that I grew up in, like that, it's a lot more complicated. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's not as straightforward. I was like, oh, that'd be a lot easier just to be like, yeah, I think you're cute. Here's the ball. Yeah. And then uh, then yeah. So explain it a little bit better because I'm probably not. No, you it, actually you we were kind of spot it. on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know, growing up, my mom will tell me like, when you go to the Hmong New Year, be careful because you know these these guys they're gonna ask you to you know ball toss with you because they're interested in you, right? Yeah. So you got to be picky about who who you ball toss with. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just playing catch, you know, yeah. like wow. it's not that big of a deal. But it actually is where that you play you you toss balls back and forth, and there's actually a game where like if you drop the ball, you have to like give them something in exchange, right? Like. If I drop the ball, if I'm like throwing the ball with, with you, right? And I dropped something and mm-hmm. I have like a bracelet on and I was like, okay, here, I'm giving you my bracelet because I dropped the ball, right? Oh, yeah, so then yeah, it's yeah. kind of like they, they use it as like a souvenir to kind of like have another chance to talk to you later. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want your bracelet Dang. back? Yeah. You know, yeah. things like that. Wow. So let's say. It's like borrowing like, pencils. Hold on. Hold on. Let's say, here's what I'm picturing. Yeah, a Tell nice, me, Joe. A nice <laughs> person tosses a ball to you mm-hmm. and you're not interested. Do you just kind of like step out of the way and let it fall? Or how does that work? Well, you just you could say no. You don't want to oh, ball okay. toss with them. I you didn't know? know if it's like. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, if it's already in the air, yeah. though, what do you, you dodge it. Well, just, well, they have to ask you, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought they're just throwing yeah. balls. Oh, no, no. Too. <laughs> like, like nerf. No, like they actually come up to you and be like, hey, do you want to, you know, toss balls? Okay. It's really that's really yeah, what they say, yeah, like, toss yeah. balls, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then you're just like, oh, okay, yes, no, maybe so, I don't know, you know. Okay. It's like, um, I, I, you know, as as growing up, I would toss balls with my friends, like the girls would do it back and forth, and sure. because we we're so young, and then you'll see like the people that are trying to date, you know, yeah. <laughs> doing mm-hmm. it on the another side, and they take it more serious, where we were just like doing it for fun. I've never personally uh, tossed a ball for like dating purposes yeah, you know yeah. and so what age then would you say that that kind of works like i mean because you said you were younger when yeah. you so like what what's a good age then or whatever for that? um so i would say well you know i'm going back from you know their old country right yes. where, we, where we came from it was like 13 was a good age because that's oh, okay. when you could get married mm, and sure, stuff sure. you know okay but here in america i mean i say maybe 16 so that you okay. can you know date and get sure, to know them sure yeah. uh, so normal yeah age. okay mm. and do they have it for like all the way up, all the way to like ages, like if yeah, you're there's if no you're single and you're forty, yeah. you know, you, there's no age limit to okay. it. You can huh. do it as long as you want and whatever. And then, you know, and and like I told you yesterday, you know, yeah. Hmong people they a lot some Hmong people they have they practice polygamy, so they can marry multiple wives. Okay. So they kind of use it like if they go to a Hmong New Year and they're trying to look for another wife. Wow. Yeah. Just yeah. say, hey, you want to toss some balls with me, and then they, you know, it goes from there. Wow. I don't know now if it works as much because my my son, uh-huh. uh, he, I told him like, hey, go toss a ball and go, you know, find a girl. He's like, no, this it's so boring. Uh. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what he's got. He doesn't know he's missing. Oh so the new God. generation now, they don't really understand it. Uh, I'm trying to message you TikToks yeah. and messages. Ugh. Oh yeah. I just wow. want to go back to the old days where I could just toss a yeah. ball at a girl. Right. And, and remember, you got and you got to catch it with one hand only. So yeah. All these rules. With one hand? Yeah. 
It's weird. It would be really weird. Do you get to weird. bring a glove? Can you bring a glove? Yeah, like like a, <laughs> no. No. And there, it's like some people use like tennis balls, but they actually make their own balls and oh, really? out of like okay. fabric. Okay. So it's actually That's pretty neat. neat. That's yeah. cool. Um, but the new generation now, they don't really know much about it. Wow. So. Yeah, that's something you did not mention yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's a kind of a, like a dating thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember there was a guy in high school, and he's like, yeah, we've been dating for a while now, and like, we, you know, like, like 13, 14. Yeah. And I was like, well, how did you meet her? And he told me the story about how they were tossing balls back. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, tell me more. Like, yeah. I want to know about this. No, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, you don't get it. That's yeah. not how <laughs> I was like, it works. I was like, I want to go to a month. I know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's easy because it's, it's it gives you like – a way to approach somebody, right? Yeah. Like, you know, because nowadays, what if they think someone's cute, you'll be like, "Hey, can I get your number?" or whatever. I mean, I don't yeah, know yeah, how it works, yeah, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But, yep. but mm-hmm. like, you know, that's a way of how to kind of have a conversation, start a conversation sure. with somebody. Sure. And sense. it's like when you're tossing the ball, you're talking. It's not like you're just sitting there quiet. Yeah, you know? no. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I yeah. guess I'm picturing too, like passing a baseball back and forth. Oh yeah, you're Playing like toss, fifty yeah. feet away. Oh no, you're like pretty close. Okay, you know, like, <laughs> hey, nice like to a, see you. Like you a two step run into it. Yeah, whipping it at each other. Yeah, it's like literally. I don't know. I wouldn't say more. No more than four feet. Okay, it's right. pretty close. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So come here often. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you could probably you can probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> I, there we go. I, yeah. Next year, whatever that is, I'll <laughs> look into it. Well, we'll ask Kate. Yeah. My wife. Better. I don't know. Um, hey, you could toss it with her. There you there go. go. I'll bring people her. toss it yeah. with each other. Yeah. There That's you go. Very nice. yeah. That's very nice. That's very nice. Rekindle the spirit. Um, <laughs> so you you did mention for a brief second there the the old country, you know, yeah. and so what is or at what time did Sheboygan really get this this influx of the Hmong community coming in yeah so the Hmong people actually like the history behind the Hmong yeah yeah um, they originated from China um, the mountains of China they're just farmers and they were just you know looking for like land to to um, farm Mm -hmm. so they ended up like all the way you know to the Southeast Asia which is like Laos and Vietnam Mm -hmm. and um, they did a lot of farming there and then the Vietnam War broke out, right? So, um, from from you know from my parents' um, side, they they said that they were they were kind of mistreated, you know, in in those countries. Mm. Um, so then, when the Vietnam War broke out, the Americans came, saw these people, saw the Hmong people, and they're like, "Hey," kind of recruiting them, like, "Hey, do you guys want to join us and fight with us?" Um, and they said yes because they they wanted to be free, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, they fought in the Vietnam War, and um, when the Americans withdrew, they ended up, you know running away, trying to escape persecution. Um, and that's where they had to go and stay in Thailand, across you know, Mekong River to get to Thailand, to mm-hmm. stay in refugee camps. And they were there until they can get, um, uh, you know, they can process the paperwork to come to the U.S. And usually it w- they required like a sponsorship from somebody. Sure. Um, my parents personally um, came here on a sponsorship with um, my dad, um, got here, because he knew uh, like a missionary okay. that that um, came came over there, kind of taught them like you know how to read and write, um, and he sponsored them here. It's actually a, a local church here too. That's oh. um, uh, somewhere over in Taylor. I don't remember what it's called. I'm pretty bad. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. But yeah, it's, uh, right. he was. A, it's a local church here, and you know he came over here from that. And my my mom actually, um, my parents met here. In, in, in uh, Sheboygan, actually, wow, okay. in the U.S., um, but so then you know the Hmong people came over here, and then they had to try to learn like, because it's a third world country over there, yeah. you know. So they had to learn like new things, um, and 
yeah so that's like the history of the Hmong people I guess um, and then yep. I would say like my, my dad my, my parents have been here since early 80s okay because you know I was born here yeah. um, I got married here and trying to learn the languages has, has been something hard because mm-hmm. you know English is really hard right yeah. um, <laughs> English is pretty hard I mean I was born it, here so I was lucky it is, yeah it's yeah. a very hard language it's a very hard learn. language yes. uh, with all the slang I think that's yeah. the issues mm-hmm. yeah so my parents haven't learned the language but my dad understands it so okay. mm-hmm. um, and then the Hmong um, so actually the Hmong people they don't have like a written language um they didn't have a written language but then the missionaries came over um you know when they were in the refugee camps and and taught them and wrote like created a written language for the monks um really yeah so it's it's pretty neat because i don't think we would have had a written language then i know that was an issue we had at countryside like when we were trying to put signs up yeah because we had Mung, who couldn't that's the beautiful thing about this is that at at johnsonville we have a, a large community of Hmong members yes who, who yes work here. yeah and and actually jeff what you're talking about there i found out yesterday <laughs> may was on the team to figure out how to do this yep I, yeah so i remember being part of it with some of the training stuff we had done where um i'd work with kabao on translating yeah. some of it but again she's like this isn't all written down you know and so we were doing audio and stuff like that so that yep. they could hear it and then they would know what to do and so we're yeah. trying to you know trying to make it all inclusive like that but it is difficult when there is really no written language because even then the written language isn't like you, the older generation can't read it because they they grew up with no written yes, language right yep. Yeah. yeah, so they grew up. My my dad was fortunate enough where he was taught by the missionary. Oh, good. Okay. My mom is not, you know, and, and like I was telling when if even part of like, you know, we're trying to do this translation services stuff. And I was like, you guys can literally translate it in, in a written language, but a lot of them are illiterate, you know. Yeah. So yeah. and it's not their fault. Yeah. You say illiterate. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. They were just never taught because there really taught. was Correct. no written language. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not on them. It just, I, it's just so crazy to have. Um, that whole culture have a language and it not being written down. Yeah. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's really interesting that everything's being taught, you know, from from the parents down with nothing yeah. written. That, and know. and also I was telling Joe yesterday, among there's among there's different dialects. So there's different dialects. I don't think you know about this, but there's the the most like prominent dialect is the white Hmong. But the what was it called? White white okay, Hmong. Okay, all right. I thought that's what you said. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so white I, Hmong, and okay. then the second one would be a green Hmong. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So like I, I would say like maybe, and you know this is just a rough estimate, right? Like maybe eighty percent of the Hmong people they they're white Hmong. Okay. Um, and then the rest is like a little bit of green. Uh, green is pretty dominant too. You know, like it's up there and then there's like black and then there's other ones that i don't really know of (laughs) but um it's very tonal so you can say one thing and it actually can mean another you know oh sure okay um so even like when i'm writing it i'm like am i writing the right word (laughs) you know and it's not like chinese where you know there's characters and they have like little lines in there if it's like the first tone or the second tone you know okay or they're like um you know, in Chinese, I took Chinese in, in college, so it's like you know three tones. So it's for for Hmong, I would say there's probably like between six to seven. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to. Joe and I are just like I don't. We, we speak. English. I have a hard time with <laughs> yeah. English. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, that's wow. And and now you've been working on this type of content, and I mean in terms of the the Hmong community since high school, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like. Well, my, like because my parents do not speak English, yeah. I grew up like translating for my parents. Yeah, it's uh, 
and I also used to be a translator at the Monk Community Center. Okay. So, but I grew up translating. My sister and I, um, my sister would, she's older than me, so she would go to like a lot of the doctor's appointments. And it's, it's weird because even when I went back to get my dad's medical stuff, because we were trying to get like, you know, the life insurance, right? It would say, translated by eight-year-old daughter. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy because we literally were the translators for my parents. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, that helped that we went to school here and learned the language. Um, and it was it was more needed, I would say, back, you know, in the 90s and the you know, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but now a lot of people are picking up the English language and education has become like more. Um, so like a thing is back then it would be like pre- preached on getting married, right? Like get married young. Um, yeah. You know, my parents would be like. Hey, you know, you're getting prepped to get married uh, because you got to get married young. But now it's like, go to college, you know? Yeah. So it's different now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like um, the Hmong language, because you'd said that, like, you know, you speak it, but your daughter doesn't. Yeah. You know, and so is there is there a an emphasis on trying to keep that alive because you know like I've, i see some cultures and it just slowly dies away and yeah. then there's some that really try to keep that alive in, in their culture and so i mean what's your thought on that so the monk community center they actually have monk classes oh um i do i did enroll my my kids in, in the monk classes because i was like you know i don't want them to lose language right so sure, sure. you know it, it helped a lot because now my daughter can read and write in monk oh nice um, okay but speaking it is really hard because oh. there is also the you know the two dialects like my my family is green mung but i can speak white and green because white mung is so prominent right so i can speak both where my daughter you know her dad is strictly white mung and i'm green mung so she's kind of like conflicted here where she doesn't when we're because she grew up learning white mung yep. and then uh, understanding white mung and then never speaking green mung until you know we moved and she went back to Sheboygan here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then she was around my family more so then she's like mm. uh i don't really know how to like where yeah, to even start right. you know it's a totally like i was telling joe the difference between like i can give you like an example like water and gr- white mung is day right day right and then um green mung is play yep. <laughs> see the difference water yeah, for water. <laughs> Same word, right? Day and then play. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a very like green mung is very like in in like in the throat, tongue, and you know, you're using your tongue a lot. Mm-hmm. Where like one a white mung is not you know, it's not and so then more straightforward. Yeah, it's very yeah. more straightforward. Mm. Where, you know, my daughter was like, Yeah, I don't know like I can't I can't speak green mung, you know. Sure. Um, which is fine, but she knows a little bit of the white mung and then it's it's kinda of funny because my parents don't speak English. Yeah. When they communicate with them, my my daughter answers back in English. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's, okay. Yeah. It's kinda of funny she but she can understand it. But yeah. She and she only knows like you know, the basic hi, bye, yeah. you know, like I love you and I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> that's so, really all you need to I know. should yeah. really <laughs> learn that myself. Yeah. But the thing is they understand it, they just mm-hmm. can't speak it. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's because it's it's we're we're seeing that you know, we're not speaking it as often anymore. Yeah. Um so those the Monk Community Center is what I really like because they're they're trying to keep the culture alive and yeah. the language alive. So Absolutely. um I you know, we encourage all the kids around here to, you know, participate in all the events for the Monk Community Center because, 
um, you don't want to lose who you are, you know? Well, I agree. Yeah. I, it's it's a struggle, I think, because, you know, immigrants who come to America and they want, you know, the parents want their kids to be, you know, um, in class and, you know, acceptable and, not, you know, assimilate to the culture. But then you always you, that fine line of losing the culture and keeping it, you know, yep. and it's it's got to be tough. But I do think it's cool that the, the community center does. It's ironic almost that they're teaching Hmong now when yeah. before they were, you know, you teaching were teaching English. English you oh, know, yes, but, you're right. But, Can't you know, it's it like that, that. that whole switch. But I, I do think the um, like the big pageants and keeping that and the dress I've seen and different things like that. Yeah. I think those are really cool because um, if you don't have those, you, you have no idea where your culture comes from. And, yes. And some of the history and the, the traditions. Yeah. And like, you know, I try to tell like, you know, I, t- I tell my kids about the, the Hmong culture, the Hmong history behind everything. I was like, you know, we we are really just a bunch of farmers, but we come here and like we back then it was like like my dad said, we were looking for rich soil to like, you know, grow crops and, and stuff because that was the way of living. But now we're, we we evolved into something else, which is, you know, education yeah. um, to better ourselves. Right. So um and then I do I do tell that I t- tell my kids that I'm like don't forget like your roots and we worked really hard to get to here like my parents they to come to America they went through a lot um you know they were the, because after the war ended right when the Americans withdrew they had to escape persecution and they um had to survive uh, cross the Mekong River and even into that journey alone was um was terrifying my my mom says she still has like nightmares behind it about that you know that journey that they did and um so my dad always reminds us like you are here in america because because of me you know like (laughs) you know i credit yeah Yeah, yeah. uh i had to survive all those days you know to cross that mekong river and you know to get over here and you know they tell us about like the struggles that they had you know and um i personally don't i can't relate to it but um, you know, reading about it and hearing about it is it's uh, it makes me proud to be Hmong, you know. Sure, yeah. sure, it's very good. Mm-hmm. So, um, just shifting a little bit, you we we talked a little bit about farming, yeah. And I do have to say, like the the Hmong community here in Sheboygan, when it comes to farmers markets and things. Yes, like that, yeah. As a matter of fact, I live outside of Sheboygan. I live mm-hmm. about twenty five minutes southwest of Sheboygan, and in that area, um people with a lot of land or even farmers are renting out chunks of land yeah. for the Hmong people to grow crops. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, <laughs> they're awesome. So yeah. they're still doing the farming, right? Yep. Yeah. They're still doing the farming. Well, the Hmong Community Center, um, I when I worked there, we had a community garden, right? So we, we the school, the Sheboygan Area School District, rented us that plot right across the land, right across from Field of Dreams. Do you yep. guys know where Field Behind of Dreams is? Yes, yeah. yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they big yeah. a thing. And... Do you That's remember? been for a long yeah. time now. It's a been ever since time. I was a little girl. I remember yeah. I used to carry buckets of water, you know, oh, like wow. to yeah. go water my my parents' plants. I remember. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we lived over there. And I th- I mean, since I was a little kid, like in the 80s, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. 80s. Wow. Mm-hmm. My parents yeah. had that plot for years Yeah. Uh, before I was even born. So mm-hmm. um, they had that. And it's I actually coordinated that when I worked at the Hmong, uh, community center. Um, they the city it was like really nice. They leased it for us for like. 200 bucks and then we rent it out to like the you know the, the monk people that are interested in farming right, right. Um, for you know like 10 15 dollars a yeah. plot and you know they get this plot and then they can grow stuff and then they they use that as um <clears throat> you know for the farmer's market kind of like a means to earn you know earn mm-hmm. money right. and they're really great farmers you know yeah, oh my like my goodness. parents are great at farming mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i don't know if you remember during the time where they were trying to build like the hospital over there 
Okay, yep, the new one. Yeah, yep. the new one. So we actually, I was a part of that where I was like trying to like protest against it. Oh, okay. sure. And uh, I was actually interviewed by the Sheboygan Radio. I forgot what it was, sure. but they were like, hey, why do you think that they shouldn't, you know, have build a hospital right there? And I'm like, mm. because that's that's like history, sure. you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, Protected almost. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, so what the city did was like, well, if we sell it, we'll give you guys another pot. And they yeah. did. So they gave us... Um, the you know the one community the the garden plots over by uh, Optimus Park. Okay. You know okay. where Optimus Park is? I think I literally was there last summer. Yeah, I saw it's it. really nice. And yeah. it, the the thing is it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's huge. So then every, a lot of people were like, "No, we don't want to move." <laughs> you know, we don't want to move. But then they did, and mm-hmm. eventually, because you know, it, it just you know having a garden is what matters. So they moved over there, and my mom loves it. She's <laughs> oh like, good. "Oh my gosh, we should have done this years ago." <laughs> because because what she told me that what you know the plot over by Field of Dreams, it was really like muddy. Like oh, all, yeah. all like always muddy, and it was like, like, flooding her crops and stuff. Yeah. Where over by Optimus Parks, it's like it's not, and it there's like a lot of sun, and you know, so mm-hmm. so she just loves it. Um, so yeah, that's what they do for the gardening, and my parents, they're involved in that. They're in the farmers market, everything. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yesterday you uh, switching gears again because <laughs> my head that's does what Joe that. does. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yesterday you talked about something that's very interesting or I thought was extremely interesting and that was the birthdays. Oh, yeah of Many Hmong people are the same. Yeah, so w- what's the story behind that? So the story is like so Hmong people like I said they're farmers. There was no written language um, They don't even know what day or month anything is because they just Like, you know work in the, far- the farms and they don't really know like I remember one time I asked my dad Dad, when were you born? He's like, oh, I was born in, I think, one year in, like, the time that the rice grew. I'm like, what the heck? How am I supposed to know when the rice grew? <laughs> like, you know, it's like. So specific. <laughs> yeah. They do it by, like, their season or they do it by when the when their crops grow, right? Okay. That's yeah. how they, they, they know time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they crossed over and they went to Thailand, they didn't have any records of their birth. Uh, didn't have, you know, they didn't even know their birthdays. They didn't know how old they were. Um, but. So they, when they came to the U.S., well, when they were prepping to come to the U.S., they, you know, they have to have documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, we don't have a birthday. And um, what they did was they took the numbers off the refugee camps. And the, um, at the time, there was like the second wave of like the Hmong people that were coming here. I think it was like 615.55. That was the, the, the number on the refugee camp. And I, I would say a lot of people here in Sheboygan have that birthday. <laughs> That is so a lot. crazy. Yeah. June 15th, 1955. Yeah. Okay. That was the number off of the refugee camp. And the thing is, I know this personally because I worked for the Monk Community Center and I was helping, you know, feel for like any kind of public assistance, you know, any anything that they needed. And I would just kept seeing that their birthday <laughs> over, yeah. and over, over and over. And I was like, what the heck? That's you know, really and then I, I finally asked somebody, you know, I was like, hey, why do people, why do you guys all have the same birthday? Yeah. There's just a lot of ball tossing going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, you know? it's a popular it's like, day. Yeah. It's like, why do you have the same birthday? And uh, they're like, well, we don't have birthdays. So we had to take it off of the refugee, like the refugee yeah. number. I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. But the thing is, like, for example, my, um, like, I know, uh, my uncle, right? He is, um, his birthday is six. Like six thirteen fifty five too, right? Yeah. But then his um, his sister, he has same same uh, birthday, but they know that he's older, so then oh. they just gave her a different year. Gotcha. You know, but it's like the okay. same the yeah. same six fifteen. You know, like, well, you're older, you can't have the same birthday. You can't have like, the same yeah. birthday okay, as me, uh, but yeah. 
Yeah, fifty-seven. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, that's how they got the like the birthday. So around here, you'll see a lot of people retiring at the same time. <laughs> could you could you imagine no, not knowing how old you were, like just like living life? That's what kind of got me. Oh yeah, that. that's so nice. And, and you know, to this day, like my mom does not know how old she is, and it's hilarious because. When I was younger, I was like, Mom, how old are you? She's like, I'm 16. I'm like, no, you're not. Because <laughs> like, I was like, eight? So I was like, no, that you're not. And, uh, I don't think you're getting you know, right there. Bro. Even, even now, like, we ask her, you know, how old do you think you are? Oh, I'm not that old, you know. And I'm like, well, how old do you think you are? I'm only like 40. I'm like, Mom, I'm like 35. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, look at my birthday. Look at my birthday. Do There's, the math. <laughs> yeah. she did, They don't know. And it's, uh, it's crazy because. They, honestly, they could just pick an age. Yeah. Like, oh, for instance, my grandma. My grandma came to the United States. They had to choose a birthday for her. And um, she was, when she passed away, she was 99. Yeah, but she wasn't 99. Because <laughs> it just they just did that, you know? They just gave her nine. Because I'm like, are you serious? Is grandma really, 99. is grandma, grandma really 99? And my mom's like, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I was sure. Like, That's what it says I, on yeah. the paper. I, like, I would celebrate it. Oh, yeah. To 99. And, and like, story. so my father-in-law, right, he, he, I don't even think this is his age, but he retired early because his Good birthday, his, his age, his age was a lot higher, you know? Yeah. It's like, and he retired and I'm like, I look at him like, you don't even look like you're old enough to retire. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. it's kind of crazy. Well, wow, I didn't know that. for him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like I said, 6, 15, 55, and there will be a lot of people retiring at Johnsonville probably around the same oh, time. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All HR just like sweating <laughs> right oh. Yeah, because we have a lot of Hmong, uh, you know, Hmong at, at yeah. Johnsonville. Oh, yeah. um, just like I was telling Joe, when I first started, um, they asked me to help translate over countryside uh, for, one, for, for a member one time, and I was like, sure. And I did it, and they also, I also helped translate with um, one of the pay, like for a, Something for payroll. Okay. It was like, you know, interpreting like the um, uh, tax form. Yeah. So same. then I did that. And and, and I, see, I do see. And it's funny because I walk through and they'll see me and they're like, do you speak English? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I do speak English. Yeah. Or they'll always ask me automatically, like, are you the nurse? I'm like, no, I'm not the nurse. <laughs> I work like at the Global. Hmong people ask Yes. That? They ask oh, me all the time. Goodness. Are you the nurse? I'm like, no, I'm not the nurse. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I'm just, like, walking through and, like, yeah. I wasn't working on the line, yeah. you know. Yeah. They and, didn't know you because, yeah, they don't see you every day. So they're yep. just putting it together. Yeah. They think and that's are, what they yeah. said. They're like, well, you don't, we don't see you over here. Or, um, you know, you must came from Global, so you might be the nurse, you know. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, no, no, no I, I actually work at Global. Right. Uh, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, because they don't know. They don't really go over there. So um, they don't know. But they but it's cool because I see it. I see that it's, you know, Johnsonville is so diverse, especially, you know, they, like, I love seeing all like the Hmong people there. Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember distinctly. I was team leading at Countryside, and that is where uh, a large amount of the, I would say, the older generation of the Hmongs live. Yeah. Or, or I mean, work. Um, no, at they, Countryside. They do not live at Countryside. <laughs> um, but uh, the the like you were saying earlier, where they can understand English, but they can't speak it or yeah. speak it well. Mm -hmm. That was what I found all the time because I'd be talking to them, yeah. and they're like, "Okay," and they do it. Yeah. But they could not talk back. You know, they, they wouldn't. Um, mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I there was a woman, um, her name was Pa, uh, spelled P-A-N-G. And oh, that always confused paying? me. Paying? They're going to think paying, Yeah, right? I yep. thought it was paying the whole time. But um, she had left a little bit earlier. I maybe retired earlier or whatever. And her daughter came in and translated 
for us and uh, just a wonderful woman. And I'll tell you right now, the, the work that the Hmong community does here at Johnsonville is they they're the reason why our, our brats and sausages taste so good because they have so much pride in what they're doing they do they do a wonderful job and they're so. they're just like i worked at a countryside when i volunteered um uh, we had a big costco thing and we had a you know it's hicks right we had a big promo so yeah. they needed help so hicks, I, by the way ladies and gentlemen <laughs> highest impact on customer success so not <laughs> if any johnsville member they shouldn't already know that no right? i know but if they're not if you're not no, a johnsville not member yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so um we what we did is we volunteered they're asking for volunteers to help like labeling because they were it was like a rush canada costco uh, promo mm-hmm. do you remember this I do remember, yeah. Yeah, mm. so I volunteered. It's down to I, customization, I think. Yes, yeah. customization. Mm-hmm. Volunteer for two hours. Oh my gosh, I was like, "This is hard." <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there was a uh, there was another monk member that were already worked, you know, in customization, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And she looks at me. She goes, "Why are you so slow?" <laughs> 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 a lot of the Hmong women would would their 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 tray packs is, is the position yeah and and they were so good they're with their so hands good. that it's literally you're you're rearranging the the brats on the tray is yeah what's going on and I would go out and help if we were short yeah and they just snickering at me and everything because <laughs> I am just this you know lumbering beast out there but they're they're uh-huh. literally they're this talking is, to each Joe other is the whole not time and not even looking oh you know yeah what I mean? oh, it, it just amazed me else. and and I'm like oh. Like you know, like doing it because I'm like I'm not used to this. And she just mm. looks at me and she's oh she took it. Yeah, she took yeah, it. They she get goes, angry. Yeah, they, they get, get angry. angry. Yeah, they do. It's like why are you here? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like so you're causing me more problems. Yeah. just let me do this. Myself. She even says she goes, why are you so slow? And I was like, I'm so sorry. I I just volunteered. <laughs> just <laughs> I don't want to be slow. I don't want to be. Slow. And he's like, I don't want to. She even said it. She goes, you young, you young, the young ones don't know anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm just happy they speak to you the same way they spoke to me. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. At least they were not discriminating. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they, no. they don't have any filter. They, no, they'll no, tell no, you. They're very, right. you know, blunt. Mm-hmm. I, it was <laughs> really it, it is amazing to watch. Like, they're just so good at it and, um, like, just dedicated and, you know, they're resilient. They're it yes, Yeah. Do it not is. call in. Yeah. They are, oh, it is and, awesome. Yeah. I, I do Johnsonville does owe a major debt of gratitude to, to the Hmong community yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're definitely really really good at what they do. I, I it, give them props. It is too good to see a lot of the younger Hmong um, members getting into like leadership yes. and, and other oh, positions. Yeah. Oh and yes. Stuff to yeah. to where, you know, that 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 culture and that those values instilled in them is, is leading Johnsville in the future. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely like and, and I actually talked to a member. Um, she told me that she was glad that to see that there, you know, there's like uh, there's Cabal, right? That works mm-hmm. there. She's yep. kind of like a, in a, She's in a recruiting. recruiting. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's good to see that you're over at Global, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. She's like, we you know we're good to see. We, like, we want to see the Hmong people evolve and do things, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good. Well, and to the frontline leaders, the team leaders. Yes, uh, the team leaders. Yes. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really just tough. amazing because I'm like, I, when I work there, and it's so cold, you know, so like, you know, it's so cold. I give them props, but they're like, it's not even cold. You yeah, know? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Even, yeah. And I even volunteered at the Weekend Warrior for the Weekend Warriors. Mm. Do you remember that? Yep, I do. Uh, at Riverside. Mm-hmm. I volunteered for that, and I could not wait for those four hours to pass. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, if you're not used to it, 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 it yeah. can be a lot. It is. Well, it's a physical job. It's it very is. physical. It is. It's, it is, yes. um, we, we have been, uh, there's been some talk of the fact that we are like what is called an industrial athlete, where like the work yes. that you 
put out in an eight hour shift or more yeah. is what uh, an NFL player does in, in two hours mm-hmm. or an hour. You know what I yep. mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just something that these members continually give so yeah. much. Um, yep. And they take pride in it. They do. Like, Absolutely. Like I told you, like when I was doing that, she was like, you guys are, you guys, young ones don't know nothing. Like mm-hmm. she was telling me and um, even in the lunchroom, cause I, I went in the lunchroom, right. And they're just like, so proud of it. They're like, yeah, you know, you got to be fast and you got to, you know, own it and do this and this. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. You yeah. know, because that's they're cool, though, too. The, the, the culture's rubbing off, you know, on everyone then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they're coaching you. Oh, yeah. They were definitely coaching me. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's really good to hear. And, uh, and they're just like telling us, like, you know, when uh, when you guys start this, you guys got to work harder. You can't just slack off. You know And I'm like? OK, so, okay, so I get sorry. it. I get it. I work but, harder. <laughs> but then I think it's cool that you're getting to see that, you know, the people that are pushing your product and, oh, and yes. doing the work, it, it, you know, they're really trying to get what you want done, you know, yeah. and they really do take pride in it. It's not just some lady up front wants me to do this. And oh, they, they don't take care. Pride, yep. Yeah, they really want to, you know, and they yeah. do want Johnsonville to be successful because I think they do see that their kids and their kids' kids are, are starting to work there yeah. and, and they see the the benefits that they're having. And I think it's great. I really do. Yeah, so I don't know how it works, but like my one of my friends, she takes pride in it a lot. So she, I think she works at Countryside. I don't remember, but she went to the store and then she took a picture of like one of the, like a, a, a package. And she's like, I made this. <laughs> I was nice. like, how do you know, right? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. it's like, she said it was like, co-dates, yeah. 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 She's like, yeah. I yeah. made this. And she I remember those it. days Yeah, I would go out yeah. and be like, was I on the line? Yeah. Time, you know? <laughs> she posted, it's like, if you guys ate this batch, I made it. <laughs> you know, that's just great. like proud of it. No, that's cool though. I mean, I think it's great that you're able to do that and like take pictures and take proud yeah. of it and all mm-hmm. that. You know? And another thing is Hmong people, they love brats, you know, they yeah. love brats. And like the reason for that is because we do a lot of like barbecues in the summer uh-huh. um, and we love dipping. Well, so the thing is, you guys eat brats on a bun. OK, we eat brats with rice. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'll eat, a I'll eat anything with rice. Yeah. I guess. We, yeah. we eat with rice, and because you know, among people, they eat rice with almost everything, every mm-hmm. meal, right? Mm-hmm. So we eat it with rice and pepper, like pepper paste, it, or pepper, some pepper sauce, right? Okay, and it's so good, like. It like, is very close to lunch right now, and you're making. It. <laughs> yes, yes, please it's stop. It's that talking. pepper paste. It's please so good. Oh it makes goodness. the broth even better. So you know what would be cool for next year's Hmong um, New Year, because mm-hmm. uh, this year we brought in more pastry type yeah. stuff. Um, to do more of what you're talking about, you know, have oh, yeah. actual Hmong recipes with the Johnsonville sauce. Oh yeah. And stuff. So like the, my, the church that, um, my parents go to, they had, they, you know, for the brat fry and mm-hmm. no, no brats giving, yep, no, yep. not brats giving, uh, <laughs> is it the brat fry? At there's Kwanis so Park? many brat things. Yeah, there right? are. Yeah. Brat fest, brat fest, Got right? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. So they, they had a little tent and they did, um. They sold egg rolls and they made it with brats. Oh, mm-hmm. nice! Okay. It was really good. Yeah, really good. Which I have to say too, the egg rolls that are made here yes. at Johnsonville by our members, whew, yeah, the best. Yeah. I fr- whoever it is, is it Cabal, right? No, is it? I think it is Cabal. She was selling. It. I saw. Yeah, thing. she sells yeah. them. Yeah, Cabal. I, I also make egg rolls too. Um, I did a big egg roll fundraiser oh uh, last summer or well, last spring. Because my daughter was, she got accepted to the Harvard summer program okay. and it was $13,000, oh, wow. you know? Yeah. So like I'd make egg rolls. And the funny thing is, do you guys know, um, Brian Cudworth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came to pick up the egg rolls and he was like, he, he's like, you know, when I walked in, it would look like a, a, a production line. 
<laughs> which is really yeah. Yeah. it's like i walked in and it looked like a production line because you guys we had tables laid out we had you know all the wraps and the pork right here just to roll, yeah, roll, sure. like next to uh, one you know and he was like it literally looked like a production yeah. line you know i ate too long lee didn't didn't he make that or no um, no too long actually we did united way sold egg rolls okay and he came in i think we had to get like some real help. So I think he got like the recipe from his grandma or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. he brought it in and he showed us how to do oh it. Oh my whatever. goodness. Yeah. yeah they oh were yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Egg rolls are. Everything always comes around to food. And yes. every time we I'm do so like anyone right wants now. to do fun- fundraiser, got to They got to do the egg rolls. Egg rolls. Mm. Our yeah. church does an egg roll fundraiser. I know that. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause we, we do a fish fry. And so certain weeks we have to have everything moved out of the way. So yeah. they can come in and make their egg rolls. Do you make stuff. it like the Oriental way too? Or <laughs> I don't make that girls. They do. Like, yeah. They, there's a large monk community at the church I go to. Oh, okay. And uh, I know they, they do that. So. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they're cool. just like, I love like the little noodles in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Fermented noodles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. I literally am hungry. Right now. <laughs> I'm very hungry. <laughs> Can we go get egg rolls right now? Yeah. <laughs> Where are the egg rolls? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm mad, so. ma- I'm mad you didn't bring any. Like that's actually what oh. we should have told me to bring some. Yeah. Egg yeah. Egg I, I, sh- I should have. Next time. Next time. Yeah, uh, next time, next time I bring podcast. you guys some. Very you guys got to try my egg rolls. There you go. I'm excited. Yeah. So. Well, well, May, I this has been phenomenal. Like I said yesterday when we met, I. I wish we had microphones in front of us at that time, but you've basically done the same thing. <laughs> so this is this is great. Is there anything else you'd like the world to know about the Hmong community here in Sheboygan? Yeah, so the Hmong community here in Sheboygan, we have two big events, right? So we have the Hmong New Year that I mentioned that's done. It's held in November. And then we have the big Hmong Summer Festival, which is held in July. Okay. Um, the Summer Festival has, like, all the sports. is like, flag football, which I play. And Whoa, I also, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, we play uh, flag football. There's basketball, volleyball, cornhole, Um I forgot what other sport there is, but there's a lot of sports and you, you play and then you win money. So like my team are my, my team is called game on. So we have like, we play it's flag football. If you, when we, we haven't won first place yet at, at the tournament, yet. but we, <laughs> yet, <laughs> yeah, we took second place last year. Hey, you're on yeah. your way. You're on yeah. your way. We always take second place Jinx. though. So, but my brother's team, which is the guys, because they separated from men and women's. Okay. Oh, gotcha. And, um, it's a, it's a time where you get to, and there's also like, um, you know, Hmong people that wear their Hmong clothes that have like go perform on the stage because there's like a big stage oh, at nice. Kwanis Park, okay. wow. uh, and it's open to the public. Okay. Um, so it's it's a time where you get to see like just a lot of Hmong people being athletic, and you don't really see that. <laughs> you know, like it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, like it's true. You know, you don't see them on like NFL teams or you know or anything That's like that. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, so you get to see and you, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I love watching the flag football because because I play, so I love uh, watching it. Yeah. So what position do you play? I play uh, linebacker. Linebacker. Yeah. Oh, wow. nice. yeah. So Woo! yeah. So I I really really like it. I I enjoy sacking the quarterback. Absolutely. It's flag football, so yeah. you know, just got to take off the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love doing that and. Um, I'm just a more of a defensive player. My brother tried to make me play offense, but I can't catch for the life of me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and, and I close my eyes every time the ball comes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. I can't. Not, I'm not, more of a defensive player, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it, it probably helps you take your, you know, aggressions out. You yeah, know, it does. Get, it really does. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so I, frustrated. Yeah. I really <laughs> enjoy football. Take yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 I have to show you guys some pictures. It's like pretty aggressive. People are like, it's flag football, but it's aggressive. Those girls are really aggressive. You Dang. know, because you get contact within five yards. 
so within those five yards, they're like shoving you. Oh, you know? Really? Yeah. Oh. So I think it's pretty we should intense. Go and watch. We'll I think, think so yeah. too. Yeah. It yeah. Fun. It's every every year in July. And so it is open to the public, yes. though. So, okay. Are there, like, like booths and stuff? Oh, to, yeah. Like, there's a lot of booths. You get food. food and yeah. There's, like, things they can get, like, monk clothes or any kind of, I'll, like. I don't know if I'll do that. But the food I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I should. You I should. should. You should get the monk Absolutely. clothes. I should. Come on. And then bring my wife. We'll throw some balls yeah. around. Yeah. There's some balls around. They throw balls there, too. Yeah. Should yeah. we get her an outfit? <laughs> yeah. I'm into this. <laughs> I mean, I love monk food, you know. I think it's only the logical next step. Yeah. They have, like food they have drinks all sorts of things and so cornhole was just started last year and it's so big it was like the oh, biggest absolutely. Yes. Yeah, sure. it's a big yeah yeah it's, it's a big, big thing and uh cornhole for the tournament like for the for the monks festival it was never it was like first introduced last year and people from like minnesota and everybody was coming really? to play wow. it was really intense and they had a big cash price for that wow really a big one yeah so like usually for f- f- flag football first place is twenty five hundred dollars um yeah, it's a Ooh, lot. Wow. First, you know, second place is like a thousand, and yep. then third place is like five hundred. And I believe Cornell was uh, first place was like two thousand. And think about it, Cornell, it's only two players, yeah, yeah. so you can split that two thousand dollars. Judging. And then Mung New Year this year, they actually had Cornell too. So wow. yeah, so they're trying to incorporate that in there, and uh, it's really fun, very intense. Do you get to like? Do you ever go up to like Minnesota then, and and like participate in their festivals? Yeah, and stuff like that? it's big. They're big. Their festivals are so big, like. It's so when we do it at Kiwanis, I don't know the number of people that we get, but we do get people from um, like different cities sure. because they come to compete right for yeah. the prize. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Minnesota, they get people from every like other other states oh, really? because it's so big. It's done. It's at the Como Park, Como Park. Okay. It's huge. Right. So okay. it's like a big bowl. Um, it's huge. Really? And um, a lot of people come like participate. You would literally have to go early. And even if you go early, you have to wait in line for at least two hours to get in. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's wow. crazy. There's a lot of people. People find from California and stuff like that. Oh. And there's just, well, every time I go, I hate it because you have to wait <laughs> forever just, just to get food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I want to yeah. yeah, yeah. go back to Kiwanis Park. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to do like maybe once. And then you're like, oh, yeah. All right, I've, I've done it once. I'm yeah. Go. Yeah. It's, it's fun, but it's like, I just, I just don't like the waiting. It's sure, just so yeah. long. I'm like, McQuanis Park, I literally just walk in. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. there's no wait. wait. Yeah, yeah, there's no wait. Where this one, I was like, I we went there like two hours early before we played before we played football. Gotcha. And we were almost late to the game, our game. Oh, yeah. Because you waited oh. that long. Yeah, because we waited oh. so long. And we're like, you know what? We ditched our water, so we had someone else drive it. And they threw it. Oops, sorry. They threw it over the fence. Because oh. we couldn't we couldn't carry it to run because sure. we had to run yeah we had to yeah. run to our the field and we're like oh my gosh we get we're just gonna run someone else is not playing throw the throw the water over the fence gotcha. so that's what we did wow. but it's really 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 uh, really fun um and they still have like this thing called like boba tea do you know yeah boba tea yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. me and my family were opening a boba tea shop here oh really Michigan. yeah that's awesome yeah boba tea's great that's so it's yeah. called best tea um it's over in Michigan we just got the city approval Michigan Avenue yep. Okay. You throw this in like forty five minutes into the. Oh, episode. sorry. No, I'm, I'm excited. Sorry. Yeah, I'm excited. Is, you're gonna have to like, come back on and talk yeah. about it. I was that. literally just telling somebody like pho is my like favorite food of oh all time. Oh my gosh! And like, yeah, yeah. Did you? But you have tried boba then? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have not yeah. tried. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Yeah. You gotta try it. It's, it's like little. It, you've probably seen it. It's like a it comes in a plastic cup. It's normally like a yellowish, and then it's got little. Like oh, I've seen dark, that. The, the it's the tap- yes, yeah, the tapioca yeah. balls. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've oh. probably seen it. Just yeah, I, I haven't had, had it. Had yeah. it. It's like tea, so it's like a milk tea or a fruit tea. So there's Sheboygan doesn't have uh, like a, a boba and uh, boba shop, and you know boba sh- cafes are like trending everywhere now. They're yep. blowing mm. up, mm. and so my family and I were like, 
let's open one here. Yeah. So we're opening one here, and we're hoping for a grand opening date of March, but. Oh, March. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I have to have you back on for real. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's and, and it's so popular that. It'd be really cool if we could, like, release this there. episode. Like, right before it. As, like, a, you know, right Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll have you come back in. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, do a little promo. Oh, yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. You'll, you'll we should do an on-site. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. With egg rolls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are going to have bakeries, a bakery, too, and eventually bring egg rolls in there. As long as there's egg rolls, I'm there. Yeah. It's a family business, so. That's so oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. We have our p- building just had a pass. We just got past the inspection, so yeah. hoping, hoping like. Well, congrats there. Yeah, yeah. thanks. That's awesome. That is really cool. That's good for you guys. It was so cool that you know Boba though. I know all yeah. the sorts of things. Wow. He does. Yeah, Jeff is far more. Cool. I was shocked than when you were like, think. "I know Boba." I'm like, yeah. "Wow." Yeah, Boba yeah. T. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, Dean is my coach. You know, Dean, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was trying to explain Boba to him. He's like, "Can I just get some herbal tea?" Yeah. Norm- <laughs> I was like, <laughs> normally we just get iced coffee when we go. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What flavor do you like? Uh, normally, I just go with like some like normal like mango or something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love coconut and coconut. Yeah, okay. coconut is my favorite. Uh, just do, yeah, it's 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 not my favorite, but I I, I so when we go get pho, yeah, I, something about a diet coke with pho just kicks it. So like I <laughs> I'm a big fan. I don't know. Diet coke is so fizzy. Exactly, but I like the coldness with the hot pho. Ah, uh, and good. like I like that it cleanses my palate. So. Yeah, yeah. I, Normally, I, I have it pretty spicy too. Like, there's a lot yeah. of sriracha and yeah. a lot of hoisin and all that. Jeff, would yeah. you say that it's bussin? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Are we not allowed to say that? For here? those of you who don't know, Joe has been trying to assimilate himself into young people culture. I am because <laughs> so I have he's a been trying to ask stepdaughter who is way cooler than I am. She's he's trying to figure out what, and so he asked some random kid yesterday. No, at, he's at not orientation. <laughs> <laughs> one of our to explain what bussin was, who's quite younger than us, he's what trying to explain what bussin was. So Joe's trying to assimilate that into his. <laughs> Wait, like bussin <laughs> tables? No, <laughs> no, bussin literally means, and you, you can't like, just say bussin. Yeah, you apparently there's like, a way. Bussin, and it literally means that like the it's food like, that you're great. eating is really, really yeah. good. Wow, it's bussin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the lingo now is like I can't even understand. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you want to talk about not being a lot? Yeah, yeah. It's a different language altogether. It's, you know? it's different it for me and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, like yeah. the Gen Zs, I'm like, what are you guys saying? Yeah. You know? Literally. It's yeah. a new and word they just every roll day. their eyes at yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, my my uh, I guess my son was like, stay woke. I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? I, 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 I am, am woke. I am awake. Yeah, I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. <laughs> I can't be any more awake. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Who talks like that? I have my coffee already. <laughs> it is noon. I've been awake. I'm awoke. Have you heard that before? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I was like, what, what is, the heck? Yeah. What, what's that? What's the one he taught us <laughs> yesterday? Uh, it's not Mackin. It, but Spit it, like, and Piff? No. <laughs> that was me. That was you. That was, no, it was, uh, oh, jeez. It, it meant that you, like, had game when Oh, yeah, yeah, you. yeah. You could you could pick up girls. Yeah, it, it was a really, really? Yeah. a quick word to, to describe it. But it would be like your Mackin. Yeah, you know? really? But it's not Mackin. It's not. <laughs> hey, Mackin was on our days. <laughs> exactly. That's where I'm like, this is what it translates to. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Even like, uh, you know, like I didn't even know FOMO, right? I don't know. Oh, fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. So my, like, my daughter was like. That's pretty old. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they so stayed that all the was time. Like, that was like, uh, I think that was around like Tide Pods were being eaten. <laughs> were like FOMO, and I was like, "That's not." A, you know what I learned don't. recently Please too don't. is that you're—they're going. The, the kids are going away from hashtag. 
Yeah. They are going away from they ha- are. Like if you say hashtag this, they're like, you are lame. Oh my gosh, yes. My daughter said Not that. Cool. Why do you hashtag everything? <laughs> Ugh. I was like, Ugh. I'm like, how are we gonna know what's trending? <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're not supposed to hashtag Jeff. <laughs> We're not supposed to hashtag. No. She said, and my daughter said that and you know you're old if you're hashtag. Oh. Because you know I post like a lot of hashtags. And yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so old. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But I think we <laughs> my question the same then thing. is, what's what is it then? Because you're not offering me anything. How am I supposed to know? You know what? Am, what am I supposed to do instead of hashtag? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Nothing. Oh yeah. And oh, she makes fun of me because I put too many emojis. I was just trying to be a Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> now emojis are up against, oh my gosh. I was Every, just trying to talk emojis. Okay? Everything's being canceled. Everything, yeah. yeah. I have yeah. not heard about the emoji thing yet. Mm. No, she said I use too many emojis. Like, you use way too many emojis. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> You'll learn a lot from her. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, Jeff, did you learn a little bit today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I learned quite a bit. Mm. Um I think it's great that the Sheboygan community has really opened their arms to the monk community because, like, I, I know when I went to, to um, church when I was a kid, there was monk people there. I know when I went to high school, there was monk people there. I go to work, there's monk, and, like, it's never been a thing to, like, you know, it's just part of culture, and that and that's great because they've brought us, you know, like, I love the food, you know, and, like, the hard workers and all that. I just, I think it's great that, you know, there has been an acceptance and an open arms for for a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. I, I agree with that I, I would say Sheboygan is probably um, the city that probably embraces the Hmong culture more mm-hmm. you know there's that big that trend thing over by D-Land Park oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the memorial yeah, yeah memorial um, my dad is he's fought in the Vietnam War so he, oh. that's like sacred that's to his heart awesome. you know absolutely yeah so yeah. Uh, and then they have like the memorial par- parade here and then they have like the oh, veterans yeah. walk yeah. in there yeah. so I, d- I love how Sheboygan just you know always like encourage us to you know embrace our culture still uh-huh. and there's a big even when you go through the parades there's a Hmong group the community yeah. center they all dress up and they, they walk, dress through, up, and walk through it's yeah. very neat because yeah. the the city invites them you know yeah. like mm-hmm. hey it, you know they know I, that I will say and I've, I've made comments like this before but like it's neat when like other cultures come through and they're always so brightly dressed and like they've got the all the stuff and like Hispanic culture is very much the same yep. and then like like you see a bunch of old white guys go through and like all black or green That's or whatever. Literally I, what you're exactly, wearing right exactly. Now. <laughs> but like, and it's I'm so not cool. Much I'm wearing green. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so cool to like. It's it's just such a different thing, and to see it and have my kids see it and have it be a normal thing and and all that, I just think it's really great. That, yeah, that you know, they, you guys do the work you do. I I also think it's great because like Johnsonville was like when when the uh, my my dad was like one of the first waves among that came here, right? He said that. Johnsonville was like the one, for one of the first companies that were taking like um, the Hmong. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So Johnsonville and you know some other companies around here. Sure. But, sure. Um, so even some of the people that I know at Countryside that are going to be retiring because I think their birthdays are six fifteen fifty five. But um, yeah, uh, they've been at Johnsonville for so long, you know, yeah. many many years, and uh-huh. they they talk about it when I tell them like, oh, I work at Johnsonville, you know. So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool that you can continue the. The tradition of Hmong at mm-hmm. Johnsville, and, yeah, and lead I, the I, next wave. I of, agree. Yeah, of, yeah, of members. And everybody's so open to like they're so interested, or you know, want to know more about the Hmong culture. Just like you yesterday, you know, mm-hmm. Joe. Like, it's it's uh, even with uh, the Hmong New Year celebrating this year, that mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, wow. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Wow. No, well, I, I tell you what, the the work that you've done here has obviously led the way. And now you coming on this podcast and yeah. opening up everyone's eyes to just the work that is done in Sheboygan in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I I was not aware, and I'm not saying that I know a lot of things, yeah. but I do know one or two things that happen in Sheboygan from time to time, and so this was just great to hear this facet of what's going on here, and the work that you've done within the community is just hands down. You've you've also been on teams that I've been on, so mm-hmm. the work you do in general, <laughs> very very good, very good. Yeah. So everything May does is great. Is what we're great. <laughs> I can't wait you. for for this new drink that she's coming out with. Oh, boba. Yeah. Boba. And she go. clearly That's, created. It's not a slang thing, so you can just learn. No, boba. I, I actually totally forgot what it was. Uh, <laughs> But I remember it now with like Boba Fett or something, you know, like, uh, exactly yeah, as like a that. Star Wars but person. But you obviously created Boba. Huh? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no! I did not create <laughs> it. <laughs> I wish, credit. I wish take I could credit. take credit yeah, for yes. that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, Mabel, I, I don't even like right my sister-in-law is the one that's like the creator behind it. She's no, no, not <laughs> she didn't create it. You're like, no, my sister-in-law <laughs> made made it all. She, together. she's the one. She's the Boba Rista. We call Got it, it. Oh. Boba Rista. I like yeah. that. That's, yeah. That's Very good. <laughs> but for real, we are going to have you back on if you're willing. Yeah, uh, to definitely. To talk about your business. Yeah, yeah. follow up. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. And then, too, with the, the, the new year, which just happened, and yeah. then um, the, the big celebration in July here, yeah. we should have yeah. you on. Yeah, I'll be, um, I'm actually the flag football coordinator for that. Team. Oh, there so, we go. Nice. I coordinate it every single year, so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can talk about that and promote that, too, then. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Oh, wow. May, thank you for coming on and teaching yeah, us a thing or Yeah, no problem. I and, enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, uh, we enjoyed it. So, <laughs> and I'm speaking for you, Jeff. Whether you enjoyed it or not, you enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but, May, if you wouldn't mind closing us out today, that would be awesome. This is May Zhang, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. Yeah. That's really <laughs> that funny. is that is um weird. <laughs> <laughs>